Welcome to the Built Different Podcast. Um, I'm excited to bring another week's episode with an agent that's become a good friend of mine over the past couple of years, Johnny Reyes. I am Will May, your host, team leader, real estate coach at Keller Williams Greater Omaha. Um, Johnny Reyes with Bill Black Team, yeah, MP Dodge. So I'm excited to have a conversation today and thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me and looking forward to it. Yeah, so we're going to dive in a little bit today into what you're doing, your growth over the past couple um, past couple years, especially as I've, you know, I think we met two and a half years ago mm-hmm. and you really wanted to go like surge and up your production levels and now you've done that. Mm-hmm. And so I get to have a conversation on the flip side of all that and just learn what you've done and how hard that's been, right? Yeah. Hasn't been super easy, I'm sure. But we always start off with a couple questions. So um, number one, if you could write a book about your life or what you've learned in your life today, what would you write about? Uh, intentionality. What do you mean by that? Is that in life and business? Or what, do you, what do you learn in there? I would say that's life. Like that's um, where I feel like it's helped me understand the direction I want to go, right? And ultimately, I'm, I'm a super relational guy. So like I see the intentions that I want to have with my my family, um, my relationships with friends, and then my business too, and how you prioritize those things, you know? Um, We all want to be intentional, but you can only be intentional with a certain amount of groups for a certain amount of time, you know? So if I were to say, hey, this is what I've learned in life is the people that mean the most, you have to be very intentional and very present with them, you know, being a husband and a father. Um, I've seen that, especially with um, when I have clients reaching out at certain times, you know, it's that it's that uh, division of being physically present, but not mentally present, mm. you know. That's so, so good. We're going to have a whole conversation about that. I love that combo. Um, what, like, it's the idea of you say no to something when you're saying yes to something else. Correct. Right. And so it sounds like that's something that you're very aware of in the moment. So I want to ask how you got there. Second question I have before we go there um, is what's the biggest misconception of being a realtor, whether that's to public um, or to the other agents, right? Or people getting into real estate. What's the biggest misconception? Um, I would say that they feel like we get overpaid. And I think um, just because of social media and how, you know, some agents can come across a little more flashy than others. Mm. I feel like there is that persona. Um, but I definitely feel like with the man hours that we put in that we're compensated for that. Yeah. Do you, how important do you think it is to, to kind of communicate that to your clients? Or do you go into that saying, hey, I know this is something that they think of me. I know that they think realtors are overpaid, but this is what I do. How do you get ahead of that with your clients? Yeah, I just talked through... Yeah, what I, the services that I provide, right? Also lay out like, hey, I'm available from this time to this time. You text me, call me, I'll get back to you, mm-hmm. you know? So um, do you set that expectations, I guess, as we go into this intentionality thing with, with your clients on, hey, this is my family time. I'm not going to be available during these times. Or do you, do you approach that at the beginning or not? I've definitely developed into that. At first, I... I and because I'm a, such a people person, I don't like people upset with me or mad at me. So um, it was easy for me to always just answer and say yes to everything. And now, wife, three kids, I have to set those boundaries, right? Yeah. And I've never had a client be like, no, Johnny, I don't want to work with you because you love your family. Yeah. You know, we just put that in our minds. Yeah. So was that, were you afraid of that at the beginning? So like when you started, the fear is I'm always going to lose this client. Correct if I'm strong in what I want. Um, yes. How did you get past that? 
Yeah, I would say, I mean, it took a, a few years and I feel like it was just doing it with even just like my friends that were clients. Like, hey, I've got this going on, you know, I've got an appointment or I've put this time away for my family for this event, you know, if you have any questions, I'll reach out to you as soon as I'm done, right? Or the following day. So it just, it took a few little baby steps, you know, and it's easier to do it with sometimes people that you're kind of good friends with, like, hey, I'm not gonna do it this time. So then when it comes to a referral that you don't know, like, again, it's just setting that expectation, like, hey, you know, I'm not gonna be available for this time. That's so important. So we talked, even this morning in training we did, we talked about setting expectations, but every conversation, we should be doing that anytime we're talking with our client, with our families, with our friends, hey, this is what you can expect from moving forward. Correct. Plain and simple. And that's whether um, you're entering a relationship with the client for the next two months, um, whether that's, hey, at this meeting, this is what we're gonna accomplish. Yep. So are we good with that? Uh, so like for us in this, in the podcast, right, our goal is to give people tactical things that they can do. So over time you said, hey, um, I can set boundaries with my friends and family. So now I think I can kind of transition to all my clients. And so what are those hours or how do you, how do you um, verbalize, hey, my family's most important and these are the times that I'm going to be spending with them or I might not get back to you because of these reasons. What do you like? What's the specifics there? Yeah, I mean... Now, I mean, it just has come down to like, hey, I have this going on with my family, so I will get back to you as soon as this, or I just at least let them know like, hey, um, perfect example is, you know, next week I've got, I'm going to be going to Okaboji. So I already let my clients know that I'm working with right now, like, hey, I'm going to be gone during this time. And during that time, here's the agents that I'll have you working with, so you good. know, so that, that just gives them the peace of mind that they're still getting taken care of and then allows me to still enjoy life and not hate work, right? Yeah, yeah. And, so. So, and so that's big is that you've, you went from being reactive to every situation to proactive. This is what I have going on. Are you good with this? Yep. Right? Give them the opportunity to say that. And like you said, have you ever lost a client? No. They're all like, hey, I, under, I, I value my family too. It's yep. 11 o'clock at night. You don't need to respond to this, right? Correct. So setting expectation and saying, hey, this is where I'm strong in my values. Are you good at that before we start? Yes, okay, cool, we're gonna go into this you know, transaction yep. or appointment, whatever it is. Um, cool, so how did you build your confidence from that? Because when, when you're at the start, it's fearful. I'm gonna lose these people. You said you did it with your friends and family. Like, was it also the units you were doing? Was it also day-to-day, -day, like learning I can sell real estate? Um, honestly, it was just more so that I am trying to be a better husband and father, man, like what I'm telling you, when my little girls have come up to me and I'm texting a client and I'm, or they're wanting me to look at what they're doing and I'm like, uh, it just bugs me, but I'm like, hey, stop it. You know, like that's so super frustrating to me because I know I'm gonna look back 10 years from now, 15 years from now and be like, dude, I wish I was more intentional during that moment. Ooh, you're speaking to everybody right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is huge to have that 10 year view of like what I'm doing right now, what's the impact? Cause you're probably not going to remember the client texting you about the appointment tomorrow or what they need to have ready. You're probably exactly. going to remember your child. And my child's going to remember that dad didn't, didn't look up from his phone. Yep. You know? So creating that change, generational change, I think we've talked about that in the past. So I'm going to set the right example. So that they know what to do. Correct. Yep. Um, as, as our, as our kiddos become teenagers later on and they're going to be on their phones a whole bunch 
we, we need to have already laid the groundwork of, hey, when we're present, we aren't looking at our phones. When we're present, we're doing these things. So Correct. I admire the fact that that's a big part of what you do. Yeah. Um, when we met two and a half years ago, I think about, I was brand new, yeah, like leader in the industry. Like yeah. early 2020, I think. Early yeah. 2020. Um, you were doing about how much volume in units then? So I went full time November of 2019. Um, I did property management prior to that. And did it did it super part time, like six to eight deals, I think. And um, I'm a huge like Dave Ramsey fan, so we budget a lot. And I remember that last year I made like twenty thousand part time. So I was like, man, if I go full time and I double it, I'll, I'll meet yeah. you know our expenses. And so 2020 was my first year full time, and I did 5.9. Uh, then 2021, I did 8.9, and then. Um, I did about a little over 12 million last year. 12 million last year. That's awesome. Where are you pacing this year with, with what the market's doing? Um, so this year, I, I currently I'm at uh, 9 million closed and pending, but it's been great in the sense of like, I'm at a two for one ratio of sellers to buyers. Mm. And um, I, I'm on track to at least be close to last year, but I have definitely enjoyed and being more strategic too of, getting more listings than buyers this yeah. year. So so tell me about, like that's that's fantastic and congratulations for doing that in a market that's decreasing in units every year. You're yeah. taking market share, right? Yeah. What was like the main component, what was the main piece that you saw like as a through line of that growth? Um, just staying in front of the people that already know me, love me and trust me, you know? Like um, I feel like that's something that I've developed and you and I've talked about it even when we first met and I remember you asking me like hey what what are you doing for touches you know and and that's always stuck with me and that's where I've just developed stronger um stronger strategies in staying in front of the people that I've already done business with you know yeah. and usually they go well so they refer me you know um so that's that's kind of what's helped um that's that. been big right yeah um, what does that look like? Are you to stay in front of people, which we hear that a lot. Yeah. Like if you're an agent that maybe doesn't have like systems and processes in your business, you hear other agents say, stay in front of your people, do this, that, and the other. Do you have a structure behind that? Do you have certain things you do consistently? Or is it like whoever's on Facebook, that's who I'm talking to today? Yeah. So, um, so with Sphere, it's, you know, I send out, like right now I sent out like 200 Husker football schedules. Cool. I send out happy birthday cards. I've now gotten to the point where like with a happy birthday card, I send a $5 gift card to Starbucks. Um, home anniversary, uh, I'm doing better about like Father's Day, Mother's Day, um, all those events, mm -hmm. right? On top of newsletter. Um, but HomeBot's been big for me too, huh. you know, um, things like that. But I would say I have a lot of like my friends and clients on social media and they see what I do. So I feel like some of them just yeah. reach out through that as well. Yeah, that's big. So you said newsletters, that team, does the team put that together or do you? Um, that, that's something the team does, I guess, you know. Um, so that adds, that's leveraged out, right? It's not something you have to go focus on. Correct. Place. Yep, yep. But I would say, I mean, HomeBot is the one that I feel like people ask me the most questions about, you sure. know. And I've really um, enjoyed it because right now, like, I'm currently working with three different clients that I um, am educating on using their first house as an investment property because the rate was so low on it. 
um, that they can use that cash flow for their next house, you know, because I've had these, all three of them came to me and said, Johnny, I want to buy an investment property. And I worked, just did math and mm -hmm. I showed them if you bought a house as an investment property, putting 20% down with today's rates, it's not, it's not even really going to cash flow at all. Yeah. You know? Yep. So that's, what's been super encouraging that, you know, just through HomeBot and then just having those conversations and just being able to help more of my clients. Yeah. So like solving people's problems really big and then creating different solutions because what are you kind of seeing in the market right now with all the, with the rates going up over the past year, year and a half, whatever it's been, what are you seeing happen and how are you handling those conversations with your clients? Yeah. I, so, with rates going up, I mean, it's definitely uh, more of a challenge on a certain price point, you know, like 350 on up, 400 on up, not moving as fast. Um, you know, we're, I've had some, obviously, home inspections now, getting some of my buyer's closing costs paid. Um, I like the transparency and finally getting home inspections back because I feel like both parties, it, it helps both of them out, you know. Um, but for my buyers, I'm seeing them like just kind of talking through, hey, what's it look like to put a certain amount down? You know, I've, I've been talking through a scenario with a client right now that's thinking that they want to put 20% down. Um, and just w working through the numbers and just saying like, hey, well, if you if you tie up that much money, it, look at the option of only putting 5% down and you have a good reserve. And then, you know, in the event that rates go down in the next one to two years, you can refinance and you might have gotten a much an, enough appreciation that PMI would have taken off and you only had 5% percent in the, into the property yeah you know so um i guess those are kind of the conversations that i'm having with sellers it's more so like hey you can't expect to just paint it a certain way and think that it's going to look good like it's gonna it, you are having competition now and you can't just expect it to just sell the first hour and it not look pretty right yep. so um i like that sense because I, it's it's holding more people accountable Right, not just be like, oh, I just slapped this together and I'm going to get top dollar. Yeah, you know. So again, it's just I feel like it's making more pe uh, people more aware of what they have and what they're putting, what product they're putting out there. Yeah, it's huge, right? We yeah. have to actually bring solutions and a, a level of professionalism that maybe hasn't been needed the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, how are you protecting yourself as we transition to a more skill set based? market for agents? How are you um, protecting your business and viewing the next couple of years? Yeah, I mean, as far as like doing home inspections or, or just like, hey, if you're doing, you're on track to do about the same, right? 12 yeah, million-ish, yeah. give or take, um, which is incredible in, in terms of what you're doing. How are you saying, I'm going to keep 12, continue taking market share? How are you going to keep your growth going? Yeah, uh, again, just developing more intentional strategies to stay in front of my clients. I want, I want to do a better job for me personally, like client appreciation parties, like I, I, I'm the idea guy, but then it's like the implementing, like the whole thing. I'm like, oh gosh, I don't like that. But again, it's just an excuse, right? But those are the things that I want to implement into my business because I genuinely do want to invite my clients to things. I want to know how they're doing, how else I could help out and stuff like that. So I think just staying in front of them in genuine ways, I, I'm, I honestly don't worry about it too much because a lot of my business has been so organic where I'm not, I don't do any 
you know, Zillow leads, yeah. realtor leads, you know, all mine's just fear, networking, and social media. Yeah, it's so. big, right? Like um, that database and SOI return. Um, mm -hmm. If you have a database, what we've seen is you can turn that at 10%. If you're good on social media and you connect and engage with people 12% to 13%, and it seems as if you're probably doing those things correctly. So now it's just adding different touches on top to get like, and adding people to the database. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's important and it's something that you're focusing on. When you talked about a little bit about intentionality with your family, right? Um, for somebody that might be in the industry that struggles with that, like you're, you, you're pretty disciplined outside work with health and fitness and different things of that nature. It probably helps a lot with what you do with your time. But somebody struggling with like, I feel like I have too many things going on. I feel like it's affecting my home life or my, my relationships with my friends, family, different things like that. What would be the first thing you like would tactically do to say, hey, this is your first step to be more intentional with your family and friends outside of work? Put it on the calendar. Right, I feel like so many people, and you know this as a coach, right? No, we aren't really ever taught how to make goals. I literally made it a goal to date night, right? And I broke that that goal down. Like I wanted to, when my son was first born, we just had to take him with us, so it was once every three weeks. So I had mapped out all the babysitters, right? So then once I knew we were getting close to date night week, I would make sure I already had that lined up, yeah. right? So like. That, that's the biggest thing is for somebody that's struggling with anything, it's how do you make a realistic goal and how are you breaking it down? Um, and I feel like that that really helps. Yeah, so. no, it's really cool. So with one of my agents just um, this morning actually, um, one thing I had put in their, in their calendar, weekly 10 minute block. Say, hey, this is 10 minutes, I'm gonna plan to do something for my relationship. Correct. This is a 10 minute block where I'm gonna plan, it's a thinking time, right? 10 minute block where I'm gonna plan to do something for my kiddos, plan some sort of event, something that they're gonna feel valued. What if we put that into our life? What if we put that yep. into our work calendar where we didn't see it as like a task that we have to do to impress somebody else, but we got ahead of it and said, hey, I'm gonna every Tuesday at three o'clock, I'm gonna take 10 minutes to plan something for my family. Correct. Now you're coming across as somebody that cares, right? Yep. And then it's weekly structure, I think that's big. Um, what time do you get off every day? Um, it depends, but usually I tell my clients like, Hey, um, after eight o'clock, I'm putting the kids to bed, you know, unless if it's a weird offer or something. Right. But usually it's like, Hey, eight o'clock, I'm putting my kids to bed. Mm -hmm. I'll talk to you uh, eight in the morning. Okay. What time are you starting your work day? Uh, eight thirty. Eight thirty. So what happens between eight thirty and three, four five, whatever time you kind of like wrap up at the office or your, your work work. Um, what happens in that time? Yeah, so usually when I get in the office, I'm working on, you know, um, either deals that I'm, I have going right now or I'm working on um, my sphere, like how I'm reaching out to them through letters, um, happy birthdays, uh, stuff like that. And then usually the afternoons I have set up for showings. Showings, appointments, mm -hmm. different things like that. Correct. Um, how have the conversations changed with your buyers when they say, um, we're going to wait until rates come down. How are you approaching that? Yeah, I just prep them um, with, hey, that's that's totally fine. Um, because honestly, I've, I've challenged some people with, hey, you might not be ready to buy right now, depending on how much you have in savings, right? Because so many people are banking on rates going down. And I can't promise you that rates are going to go down anytime soon. I feel like some lenders almost gave that promise too soon. Like last year, oh, hey, rates are going to go down. And some people are 
maybe hemorrhaging or cutting it close, right? So I just educate people in the sense of you need to know what you can realistically afford monthly, right? But keep in mind, as soon as rates go down, we had so many people pay over asking and pay appraisal gap, right? So if you have your 3% down for down payment and your 3% for closing cost, okay, we've got 15,000. Would you be willing to come up with another 15,000 on top of all of that to get a lower interest rate, right? Yep, that's good. But if you could budget now for the payment that's realistic, knowing that there's a potential down the road, but you have a good buffer and you have that extra 15K in your savings account, you're, you're sitting a lot better than most, yep. you know, because God forbid, and it will, that furnace will go out, right? Or something's going to happen where you need that money for fun, uh, for your car or something, yep. you know? So that's, uh, that's kind of how I've been communicating and educating my clients is, hey, let's, let's break down the numbers and what seems realistic. And then like, sometimes it's not right to move forward, like you said. Like, it's doing what's right for them. And I feel like you have a good sense of that, like not pushing people into something. Correct. Yep, yep, because at the same time, when it, I mean, even through COVID and when it was hot, like, I got almost every single buyer house. And don't get me wrong, I mean, I had some clients borrow trust money. I had some clients get money from parents. Mm -hmm. I had some clients that just had good jobs and were good at saving. So those clients are going to come up again when rates come down. And I have to tell these clients that don't have as much money, these are the people you're competing against, right? Yep. So are you ready to go up against grandma and grandpa's trust or against that parent that has, you know, a bunch of equity and a heat and a great HELOC, you yeah. know? So that's big. Yeah. Um, and so um, if you were talking to maybe an agent that was, you know, getting into the market now, as it gets a little bit more challenging, this is what they're going to know. Yeah. So I mean, it's newer um, and wanted to create success in the real estate industry. What would you have them do first? Um, yeah, I would say it's, it's not rocket science. It's be nice to everyone, work hard. And everyone that knows, loves you, trusts you, how are you staying in front of them day to day, week by week, that they know what you're doing, yep. right? Because there is so much competition, right? So al allowing that to happen, it will it will work out, but it, it does take effort, right? Yeah, and providing value too. Correct. Right? Always providing value. So one thing I would say to people that uh, have maybe put together a database or you know their sphere, and communicate with them. If you're not turning at that 10%, and all agents don't love numbers, if we're not turning at 10%, we're either not communicating enough or we're not connecting with the actual like makeup of our database. Yep. So if you have a bunch of first-time homebuyers in your database and you're shooting luxury listings at them, yeah. we're missing the boat there. We've got to understand why we're not turning at that level. Um, I think that's really big important for people to understand and reflect on right now in a market that's becoming a little bit more challenging. Yeah. 100%. Right. So it's statistical things. Um, where are you going? What's your goal? What's your plan in this? And what legacy are you leaving? Good question. Um, my goal is I'd like to be consistent between uh, 15 to 20 million a year. Um, would love to be a team lead at some point. Um, just because, again, I'm, I'm a huge people person. I'd love to help and hold people accountable, coach kind of stuff. I miss... I graduated as a PE teacher, was a wrestling coach, missed that kind of camaraderie and stuff like that, you know. Um, but 
my bigger goals is um, passive income through real estate, right? So I've got a few rentals right now, and I have a five-year goal and a 10-year goal. And um, a lot, hitting those volume numbers will allow me to hit those yeah. uh, passive income numbers. Where'd your drive come from? <sighs> that is probably, I mean, at seventh grade, I got a paper out. So I've always been a morning person. So before school, I'd have my paper out. And then once I got into high school, I was a three-sport athlete, had a job at a Chinese restaurant, and then sometimes I'd have like another job. So I'd like have between two to three jobs, and that was consistent through college and shortly after college. So I've always been working, but I would say what drove me the most was uh, my mom's from El Salvador, and I've um, gotten to go there uh, about six times, and my mom's family is from an area where, it, I mean, like dirt poor. Like I, my grandma's floor was dirt for the longest time. No running water, no electricity. And I just remember growing up and being like, man, I could have easily been there, but I have I have opportunities now, you know? So um, especially when I got my real estate license, I made it option A. Like I've, I've never thought of an option B. So um, I would say that that drives me. Obviously, it helps now that I've got a wife and kids, you know. But um, at a young age, I was like, man, I got, I have to do something because I know where I came from, and um, I'm just blessed to have all these opportunities. Yeah, and you, like, you always lead with gratitude. So one thing I've noticed about you is you're grateful for the things you have in your life. It's not something that you're always looking to change, right? And yeah, I can see that in you. I also see in you like this uh, different level of curiosity. Um, you go to trainings all the time and you learn from people and you are there as if you've never sold a house. You take notes, you listen intentionally, you're taking in everything you possibly can. Where did that curiosity come from and how does it serve you? Um, my dad always said, ask a ton of questions, right? And I, um, I, that's how I've learned a lot is like, there's no reason to reinvent the wheel when you can go to these, you know, panels and listen to all these people and say like, hey, this is what I did and that, or this is where I failed, like avoid these things or do these things. It's like, man, it's it's not rocket science, right? So it's um, it's being around the right people has definitely helped me in yeah. learning and asking the right questions. Yeah, that's good. You know? I always jokingly say like in my, and in, in, in making it in real estate world, door knocking and doing things that I've done, I was dumb enough to do the things, right? I'm, I was I was able to not let all, everybody else's perceptions and um, the stories that we build in our mind to stop me from action. Yeah. And so that's the biggest thing is pick up the phone, yep. talk to your people. Don't be afraid of the awkwardness of it. Address yeah. the awkwardness yeah. and just say, hey, I'm in real estate now, or I maybe haven't called you about real estate forever because that's not my, like what I've been, the relationship that we've had, but this is how it's going to be moving forward. You're good with that. Are you okay supporting me? Yeah. And that changes literally everything. Oh yeah. Okay. So as we start to wrap up here, um, a question I always like to ask people, if you go back to um, Johnny Rez, day one in real estate, what kind of advice would you give him in terms of like what you've been through and what you know now? Just developing that database, using your CRM right uh remind providing value to those people like yeah. you you mentioned that and that is huge you know um I, I bring up homebot but there's been other things where um i've been able to like whether it's a a newsletter or something that did provide value you know you get that response and you're like man why didn't i do this sooner you know so that's that's probably the biggest thing is like write down those 50 100 people and and think of hey how can i provide value to them and you know we're 
we're spoiled today because you could go on chat GPT and be like, hey, give me give yeah. me five things for, you know, fall maintenance items that I could just remind my clients about, you know, boop, 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 you know. Use chat GPT. Yes. It's there. A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> use it daily? Yes. Do I use it daily? Yeah. Oh, not, not daily, but I mean, I use it a decent amount, yeah. you know. Um, so. so that's a tactical thing that I could do, that you would say to yourself. What would you tell yourself mindset wise and like when it comes to mentality? Um, don't forget your family. Yeah. You know, that's the biggest thing, man. Just cause like, you know, my oldest is seven now and I'm like, man, I just, I feel like I've missed some things, you know? So, um, so develop those family time goals sooner. Yeah. Have boundaries. Correct. With your people, set them early and then hold them, hold yourself accountable Correct. to saying, Hey, these are the things that are important. This is why I'm going on this journey is because my family's A1 and that's the most important thing and then everything else happens outside of that. Yeah. I love that. That's a great message for everybody. Yep. Um, all right, Johnny, I appreciate you taking time. Yeah. I know you're busy selling all the houses. We're gonna keep I'm gonna keep being a fan of you as you continue growing and I just appreciate you making the time. Yeah. Thanks, Will. I appreciate it. Yep. All right, I appreciate everybody hopping on. Um, if you saw any value in this, I appreciate if you share this, subscribe, like, anything of that nature on Spotify and YouTube. Um, we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining.